Hello, brother and sister in Christ. Thank you again for uh, coming to this podcast and listening to this message. Just wanted to say thank you for the support and just to let you get you ready for the message. Uh, turn to pages, uh, turn to Matthew chapter 25, uh, verses 14 through 30. And then also we'll be referencing in this message, Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 8, and verses 19 through 23. And we'll be referencing two parables that Jesus used to teach people and his disciples during his time. I hope you have your pen and paper ready to take some notes, have your Bible ready, and, and enjoy this message. God bless you for listening. Amen. Aren't you happy? Aren't you glad for the name of Jesus? <laughs> the na- I mean, when 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 uh, Adam and Eve fell from grace, when they sinned against God, allowed sin in for the very first time, even at that moment, God had already planned to send Jesus into the world. Even at that moment, because see, sin, we think about sin beginning with them, but really sin began with the fall of Satan from grace. Because he was the most cherished angel in heaven and, and he rebelled against his God. And, and right away he was going to try to target something that he could change, something he could damage. And he chose to target God's creation. He chose to target us. And we fell from grace because he deceived us in the garden. But even at that moment, God never lost control. He knew he was in complete control. He said, okay, you, you do what you want to do, but I'm still, my will will still be done and my son will still come and, and save them from their sin. And they will have a place with me in eternity. And aren't you glad for the name of Jesus? Amen. He did that for us. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I want to I talk to you this morning about three kinds of people. And, and more specifically, three kinds of hearts in people. And when we look at that, in the book of Matthew, if you want to go to the book of Matthew, we're going to talk about talents and hearts. And we're going to look at two of the parables that Jesus used to teach his disciples. We, we've heard the parable of the sower, of, of throwing the seeds, casting the seeds. We've heard the parable of the talents. And, and really those two things combined. Jesus, when he spoke on these two parables, they, they line up. They, they speak about the condition of our heart. Jesus was talking to us about our heart. What, what's our heart condition? How do we, how do we line up to his, to his standard? What kind, of, what kind of person are we? What kind of ground are we? Amen? Because when, when the sower throws the seeds into the ground, see, the ground represents the hearts of people. That's what Jesus said when he explained it. And, and the seeds represent the word of God. Amen? So I want to I read that to you. And first we're going to go to the parable of the talents. And then we're going to line it up to the parable of the sower. So Matthew chapter 25. This is verses 14 through 30. Amen. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto him his goods. And one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. I want you to 
catch that. He says, according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. So this, this man gave his goods to these servants, then he went on his journey. Then he, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. So this guy doubled, he's got 10 now. Verse 17, and likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. So this guy doubled his two, now he has four. Verse 18, but he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now remember he, he gave it according to his talent, according to their ability. So the guy that got five, he had very strong ability, obviously. The guy that had two, somewhat of ability. And the guy that had one, not any ability at all because he went and dug into the ground. So think about how he gave these talents to his, his servants. Okay, now let's keep reading in verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned, reckoneth with them. And so he that had received the five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And so then his response is also the same as before. He said, hey, well, well good, good job. Well, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'll make you a ruler over many things. Amen? So he, he does good. And then he which had received, this is verse 24. He that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathered where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. I want you to focus on the fact that he said, he, he responded by talking to the character of his master. He, didn't, he did not direct any blame to himself. He directed it to the master's character. You're a hard man. Therefore, I made my decision because of you, not because of what I should have done, but, but I put, I'm putting the blame on back on you. You're a hard man, so I was afraid. Okay, I want you to focus on that as we talk later about how this aligns to the other parable. Now look at verse 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou outest, there, outest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. He said, you should at least put it in the bank. You know, why'd you dig it in the ground? You could have at least done something. And uh, verse 28, take therefore the talent from him and give it to him which hath 10 talents. Now I want you to also focus on that. He took the talent and he gave it to the one that had the most. He didn't give it to the one with two that got four. He gave it to the one who got five and doubled it to 10. Amen. He gave it to the one that had more and had much already. Now look at verse 29. For unto every one that hath, sh that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Verse 30, And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, 
There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we never like to read that part. Amen. We never like to go. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We don't want to focus on that. But the matter of the fact is this parable, when it talks about the master leaving, that's Jesus when he left. That's what that means. That's what it represents. Jesus leaving, ascending, going back to the Father after the resurrection. And then he's going to come back one day. And he's referring to the second coming of Christ. Not the rapture, because if the rapture happens, nobody on earth is going to realize it that's, that's not saved. Whoever is not saved, they're not even going to realize it happened. All of a sudden, they're going to realize people are gone. But they don't even know what's happening. But the Christians, we're going to be raptured up. Amen? The second coming is when we come back with Jesus. That's what this is talking about. When the master comes back and sees what's been happening, and it says those that... Like we're talking about the slothful servant, those that never received Jesus Christ, guess what? They're they're not gonna have a second chance anymore. This is when Jesus comes back and pretty much takes care of everything. Amen. Evil is thrown away. I mean, it's, it's cast out. It's everything's over in that point, and it, it's too late. But what I want to focus on this, on these two parables, is, is the fact that you have three kinds of people here. Amen. You have three kinds of people. So verse 15 talks about the one that got five talents and then another he gave two and then he gave one and he gave it according to their several ability. So when we ask God for things and we're wondering why sometimes God doesn't respond in the way we want to, God's looking at our ability. God's looking at where we are in our faith. God's looking at what we can handle. And he's saying, I'm only giving you what you can handle. You're asking for this, but you're not ready to receive that. I need you to see if you're faithful in these things before I can be make you faithful in many things. Just like he did with the one that had five. He showed himself faithful. He had five talents. More than the other two, he had the greatest ability. So God gave him according. He blessed them according to his ability. And then he, in turn because of the blessing, doubled that because he was being led. He was faithful to God. He was, he was moving in the direction that God told him to move. Now, the guy that got two also had some ability, but yet he didn't receive as much. So that tells me there, he was still wavering somewhere. Okay, so that tells me he's like the second kind of person. So, so the, the guy that got five talents, he traded and got ten. To me, he's a person that was all in for God. No fear. Amen? Let's think about that. It's the kind of person that's all in for God. No fear. God tells me to move, I move. God tells me to do this, I do it. Without any fear, without any any uh, uh, fear about what people might say or what it might look like to them. That person is all in for God. Amen? Full faith. All in for God. His his. Um, his heart on that person. Now, as I, as I transition right here, I want you to understand that now I'm going to be talking and directing this to the parable of the sower. Okay? So this is the talents. So the guy with no fear, they got five talents. If you go back to Matthew chapter 13, and this is verse 8, and then verse 23. Because Jesus, when he says, when he talks about the parable of the sower, he talks about it as the parable, and then he explains it. 
Amen. So I'm kind of lining these verses up for you. So verse 13 or chapter 13 of Matthew, verse 8 and then verse 23, talk about the, 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 the fertile ground. And that's referring to the, our heart. So this guy who got five talents, he's described here as one who has a heart ready to receive the word. Amen. Because when the sower throws the seeds, it says that it fell, some fell on, on stony ground, some fell on, on the wayside, some fell on fertile ground. So I'm actually going backwards because I'm lining it up to the talent. So the, the guy that got five, his heart was good, fertile ground. He had understanding of the word of God. He shared the word of God freely and without fear. Amen. That's, that's who we want to be. That, that, is, that is the kind of person we want to be. We want our heart to be fertile ground for the Word of God. So that when we read the Word of God, we, don't, we, no long, we not only seek understanding, but we get understanding through the Holy Spirit. And then we're fearless in sharing that understanding with others. We share with them the Word of God. We don't just tell them, I go to church, come to church. We don't just tell them, hey, Jesus loves you. But no, we give them the Word of God with understanding and being led by the Holy Spirit. That's fertile ground. That's, that's God's Word falling on fertile ground. Amen? So, all in no fear. Now let's look at, back to the talents. Uh, go back to that chapter 25, and now let's look at verse uh, 17. He of the two talents, the one that got two talents. He also doubled it. I mean, he also did good. And, and, and his master said, well, well done, good and faithful servant. This guy also did well. But, but I'm looking at, and he only, I'm looking at this, he only got two talents. That means he, he wasn't as good as the guy with five. His ability was not to par with the guy with five. So, you know, he was almost there. So to me, that's like a person who's almost all in. We, we, we want God but we're still holding back or we're still holding on to something. Something is still holding us back. And we wonder, why haven't I reached God the way I see others? Or, you know, we, we begin to compare ourselves. Why, why can't I feel God this way? And, and really, we need to be looking toward us. We, we can't compare our experiences with God with other people because, again, God gives to all according to their ability or according to their understanding of the Word of God. Amen? God is not going to move you to a certain place until He sees you that you're ready, until He sees that you're been, you've been faithful in what He's given you. And so when we show we're faithful in what, we, what He's given us, then we're ready to move to the next level with God. And so we, we, can't, we can't push God. Amen? We can't say, God, I'm ready. I want, I want this next level, God. I'm ready. We can't tell that. God will tell us through the Holy Spirit, through the, through the unction of the Holy Spirit, through the understanding of the Word. The more we get into the Word of God, the more understanding we're going to get. And the more we're open to the Holy Spirit, the more we're going to understand. Because the Bible is the living Word, and the Holy Spirit, combined with us reading the Word, is what gives us the knowledge that we're looking for. This is a living word. We can take this word as complete truth of God. And so when we really get into this word of God and we let the Holy Spirit move, then we become 
like the guy with five talents. We become like that person who's ready to receive God. And God sees that we're ready because he sees our heart as ready to receive the word of God. The, the good fertile ground that those seeds fell on and they, and they sprung up and they produced. Amen? That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be producers of his word, producers of his, of his will here on earth. We're, we're, we're the ones that need to be uh, showing the light to other people. Amen. So now, so verse 17, let's go to the guy with two talents. So he also doubled it to four. So he's like almost in. There's still some fear. To me, that person still has some fear of something. They're, they're, they wanna, they're not going all the way because they're still afraid. So now go to uh, Matthew chapter 13. This is verses 5 through 7 and then also 20 and 21. So you have the, you have the, the verses 5 through 7, which is the parable and then verses 20 through 21, where Jesus explains the parable, talking about the stony ground. He said, some seeds fell on the stony ground and they couldn't get any root. And the ground was dry, the sun scorched it. And, 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 and then also it talks about the thorns coming up and choking it. So when we look at this parable, Jesus is talking about all the things of this world, the sin that can choke up the word in Christians, amen, and believers. If we want to be true believers of Christ, we have to remove anything from our life that could become a thorn that could spring up with us, amen? We have to get rid of all those things. We, we have to get root in the word of God. We, we can't, we can't, we can no longer depend on someone else giving us the word of God all the time. We got to search the word ourselves. We got to get in the word. We got we to gotta seek the word and we got to get root. We got to get foundation in the word of God. We got to study this word because there's, there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there that will give us understanding beyond what we have now. God wants us to grow in that word. So it, if we don't, we end up being like our hearts are like that stony ground. The, the seeds just kind of just kind of bounced off the ground and then they never took root nothing was ever there to hold to hold it so the sun just burned them up scorched them and then also if we don't tend tend to our spiritual garden our heart then we allow thorns you know what what kind of thorns are, are those what are the things that we can think of that can be thorns in our heart that will choke out the word of god that's like anger that's like having resentment that's like uh, holding on to something that we know is sin, but yet we're, we're not giving it up anymore because we're putting it ahead of God. Amen? And, and we understand this because we have all faced these things in our life and we know how we feel when we kind of put God's word to the side. We, we can feel it in our spirit because we, can, we, we understand that other things are growing up in there. Amen? So think about, think about a garden. You know, if you leave a garden alone, eventually what happens to that garden? Everything else grows up in that garden and chokes up the things that are supposed to flourish. You know, everything else dies. Weeds, weeds spring up, everything else dies because they're taking away from what should have been there in the first place. So when we let things in our life that choke the Word of God, we, we starve the Spirit of God in us and it no longer grows in us. Amen? That's what that's talking about. Now let's look at the last... The last person, 
And, and, and as, as believers in Christ, we never want to go back to this person. This is who we were before we knew Jesus. This is who we, we knew before we knew the Word of God. So now look at verse 18 in chapter 25 on the talents. Verse 28 says, so talking about the guy that had the, the, the one talent. He's, he's referred to as the slothful, wicked, or sinful servant. He said, thou wicked, this is verse 26, thou wicked and slothful servant. That We don't, we don't want to be that, amen? We don't want to be regarded as a wicked and slothful servant of Christ. We can never, we can never be that for Christ. But yet, a lot of us choose to be the wicked and slothful because we choose not to follow God in, in, a, in a certain aspect of our life. Or we say, well, God, I think I can handle this one on my own. Amen. We we listen to that lie. We tell ourselves that lie. And sometimes other people tell us that. And we listen to people instead of the Word of God. We always must go back to the Word of God. We, we can't take the advice of the world. We can't take the advice of our friends. You know, uh, uh, I remember listening to a, a sermon uh, of Billy Graham. I remember him saying this very, very strongly. He says, I don't put faith in myself. He said, I don't put faith in the government. And, and, and this was back then. And his words are so true even now. He said, I don't put faith in man, government. I don't put faith in my job. I don't put faith in my money. He said, I put my faith on Christ. I put my faith on the word of God. That's it. That's the only thing we can put our faith on. That's the only thing. So if we put our faith in something else, we, we, we start leaning toward that slothful, wicked servant because we're no longer serving the word of God in our life. We don't think about serving the Bible, but literally, when we don't read our Bible, we, we don't serve the Word of God. Because that's how the Word of God will serve us. Amen? It's a connection between us and the Word. The Word of God is a connection, even a spiritual connection between you and God, because it's a living Word. So we can't ever put this to the side. We can't ever say, I think I've read it all, so I think I'm okay. We always must go back to the Word of God all the time. Amen. So that guy that got one talent, well, he puts the blame back on the master. So he's, he's no longer looking to himself for the sin. He's pointing the finger to somebody else. And then he says, I was afraid. And, and that's another thing that we have to be careful as Christians, as believers. Fear will always try to enter in. Amen. Fear will always try to enter in because doubt is what Satan uses against us. He wants us to doubt that we're saved. He wants us to doubt Christ's promises in the Word of God. He wants us to doubt so that we are afraid to move forward in that promise. When he's saying, no, 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 no. You, you have received this promise. You, you will receive this promise. Trust my word. Amen. So good ground stony ground we talked about that one and then that's the one we're talking about is is the seeds that fell on the wayside you know we we can become all these three people amen in one day <laughs> i mean think about it we can we can be all these three people in one day in one week sometimes we're we're all gung-ho for god and then sometimes we're like oh i'm too scared to do that god are you really telling me to do that because i don't want to do that we become afraid and we, we put it, we direct it back to God when God's saying, no, I'm directing it to you. I've put you here for a reason. I've given you a purpose. I need you to do it. 
I need you to be the miracle. Because when I sent my son Jesus, I sent him to be the miracle. And you got to see that, you got to experience that, but then he had to come back to me so that the power now resides in you and you become the miracle. You be that conduit of grace to somebody else. It's, it's up to you now, so be that fertile ground. Don't be the stony ground and don't be the wayside. Sometimes we hear a word of God and it just goes one ear out the other. And we, we thought, well, that wasn't for me because I'm, I'm past that. That wasn't for me. We, we, we think that wasn't for me. But the word of God is for everyone at all times in their life. We must always focus on that word of God. Whatever God tells us through the Holy Spirit, we, we got to follow it. It's, it is a word for us. Amen. So, in the end, as I finish this, you know, the question up there is, which, which one are you? What, what kind of ground are you for God? What, what kind of servant are you for God? Are, are you, can you say that you're the, the servant ready to go that receives the five because your abilities are there? Okay, or are you that one that's like, well, he got two, he's willing, but his ability is not as much as the guy that got five. Or are, are we at that point where we're saying, oh, I'm, I'm just too afraid to move, God. <laughs> I'm just too afraid to move. You know, we, we don't want to be in that position. We want to be ready. We want to be fertile ground for God. In the end, and this is kind of what God gave me. I wrote this down. In the end, what it all amounts to is this. What did you do with the gift of salvation? What did we do with the gift of salvation? We're, we're right now, we're in the permissible will of God. We're, we're here on earth right now. One day, this is all going to be over. It's all going to be over. And, and, and what it all comes down to is, is, is when we get asked that, this question in heaven, what would you do with my gift? What would you do with the talent that I gave you? What did you do with the gift of salvation? Did you, did you love all through that? Did, did you serve all through this? And did you share all through this? And, and literally, these were the words that came to me as I was praying this week, and I wrote them down. You know, God has given us all talents to use, to serve Him and to produce with, to serve Him with and produce, and produce above what He gave. If we, in faith, use what He has given us and trust Him to provide the increase, the increase, then we, as faithful servants, will double, triple, and whatever else He wants to do with it, as we trust that he, what he trusted us with. So he gives us things that he trusts us with. We go forth in that trust. We go forth in that ability. And then God provides the increase. His Holy Spirit is what doubles all that. See, that servant, we think, well, he, he must have been really smart. No, he was very faithful. He was very faithful. And he allowed God to be faith, uh, God to move in his faith. We must allow God to move in our faith. Amen. Glory to God. Let's, uh, uh, as I say, as we end this, I want to I wanna pray over you guys. And, and uh, if, if anybody here has any needs at all, let's give them the Lord. If, if, you, if you feel like you need to come to the altar, I never want to end a service or a sermon without an opportunity for somebody to say, hey, I, I need to come to the altar. I need to lay down something for God. I, I'm being quickened by the Holy Spirit right now to come at this altar and say, God, I'm giving this to you because I don't want to carry this anymore. I have to be that fertile ground. I have to be that servant all in, no fear. I cannot let Satan tell me, you don't need to do that. 
You don't need to get closer to God. You're already there. We, we have to be those people that the, the servant or the faithful servant that says, I'm not going to listen. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be, you scared. <laughs> I don't want to be that servant that's afraid. I don't want to be that servant that's going to listen to Satan first. That's going to listen to doubt first. It's going to listen to fear first. I want to be the freed servant, freed from sin, free to do your will, free to be free. Amen. And free to freely give. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said when he said, hey, those that have freely given need to freely give. Because freely you have received, now freely give. You have been freed from sin. So now because of that, freely give that to somebody else. Tell them, Jesus can free you from all sin. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Are you freed from sin? Amen. I'm going to pray. If you need to come, please come. Father God, I praise you. And I thank you, Father God, this morning. Thank you for your message and your word that lightens our hearts every single day. Thank you for your word that's a light onto our feet. It's a light onto our path that leads and guides us every aspect of our life, God. Lord, if there be any sin in us, any iniquity in us, Father God, Lord, we lay it at the altar this morning. We lay it at the altar of our heart this morning, Father God. We call upon your name, Jesus. We ask your Holy Spirit to move in our lives. We ask your blood to cleanse us from all sin. God, give us a renewed commitment today. Give us a renewed energy today, a renewed unction of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to, to be that fertile ground, to be that faithful servant, that we would take your word, God, and that we would understand it through the Holy Spirit. We would seek understanding, ask you for knowledge. Father God, reverently fear you, not scary fear, but Father God, reverencing you in seriousness when we seek your word and we seek your wisdom. Let your Holy Spirit guide us every single day. And Father God, we praise you and we thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sins. God, let us be renewed today. Give us renewed purpose today, a renewed energy today to go forth and to, and to share your gospel with somebody, Father God, to share your love with somebody so that one day when we get asked, what did you do with my gift of salvation? That we can, we can confidently reply just like that servant did to the master and tell him, hey, I took what you gave me and I doubled, I tripled, I, I made it produce for you, Father God. I, I did what you told me to do. I finished the race. I was faithful. And I thank you, Father God, for your son Jesus that gave me the strength. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that gave me the strength. I just, I just walked on earth and I was faithful to hear your spirit. God, we thank you for all those things. We thank you for this day as we go forth. God, we ask that you be with us today as we go forth in the rest of our week. We put you first in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.